5 o'clock on a Friday, which is always always nice. Congratulations if you work a traditional Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You've made it to the weekend. You did it. Cheers to you. Let's start with number five. Riley Leonard, Duke quarterback. Number 28 on Dane Brugler of the Athletics Big Board for next year's NFL Draft. 28? Number 28. Okay. Now, to give you an idea of what that means for his potential or what he what could happen, uh, I went back and I found the 2022 edition of – or, sorry, the 2023 draft edition. Mm-hmm. So this came out in 2022 of the same list. So about this time a year ago, Dane Brugler, who is a well-respected draft expert, analyst, insider type deal, puts out mock drafts and, and all those sorts of things uh, for the athletic. About a year ago, we put out this same list for the draft that had Bryce Young go number one. Guess who was number 27 on that list? Riley Leonard is 28 this year. Last year's number 27, Anthony Richardson. Like, Riley Leonard, if you're if you're a top 30 on this list, you are in the mix for being one of the top draft picks, especially as a quarterback. I have to admit, there are things I want to see from Riley Leonard before I go that far with my evaluation. That's not to say I can't get there one day. It's to say I'm not there yet. And I've been, I like to think, uh, driving the Riley Leonard bandwagon in a lot of different ways. Right? I've, I've, I used one of my very first shows on the drive here to ask the question, why isn't this guy being talked about more when it comes to Riley Leonard? The very first player interview that we had on the drive was Riley Leonard. So, like, I've, I've, I'm a card-carrying member of the Riley Leonard is better than most are giving him credit for <laughs> club. That you are. But now I have to be a card-carrying member of – could we could we say he's a second-day second pick before we, we get a little carried away? Because yeah, the interesting part is I looked up where all the quarterbacks were on last year's list. Tanner McKee of Stanford was number 49 out of 50. I think that's – like, if you put Riley Leonard there – I think there's upward mobility. He could get better if he proves maybe the arm strength is a little bit bigger than I've seen. If you prove maybe the the work from the pocket is a little bit more consistent than we've seen. Then I'm in, right? Then I'm like, okay, yeah, let's move him up. But having yet to see those things, 28 is high. And by the way, there's no guarantee he's even going to come out after this year. He's 20 years old. He's got a bunch of eligibility left. He could play two years in college, two additional, two more years for Duke and and still uh, be be a not old prospect going into the draft. Well, here's the thing: you had a first round grade on you, potentially a high first round pick. It'd be hard not to come out. Oh, I say that all the time. What's the reason you go to college? Set yourself up for a good job. Well, guess what? A first round draft pick gets good job. A good job, right? I'm I I don't I don't hold it against anybody that that moves on. And especially, there are certain rules now about like your scholarship has to be there when you're like if you want to come back and get it, they they honor that sort of thing. So much has changed. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll put it like this: the potential for Riley Leonard is is very high. Potential is just that. However, it's potential. I want to see him make good on a few of those improvements, a few of the things he needed to work on, and then we can start having a first round conversation. 28 overall, that's high. It's impressive, but that's high. Anthony Richardson was 28-7, top five pick at quarterback. 
I guess that's exciting for Riley Leonard. But don't go spending the, the signing bonus quite yet. Uh, number four. We are the four horsemen. Woo! Speaking of spending the signing bonus, Caleb Williams, betting favorite for second straight Heisman. Is Archie Griffin nervous? Should be. Should he? Do you, do you think two straight Heismans is one of those things that it's just it's there's too much out of your control? Because here's here's like if he has the exact same season he had last year, does he win it again? I would imagine so, especially yeah. if the team ends up being better too. I don't know. I think I think we it's the multiple MVPs thing. Like sometimes because you've been good, the bar for you is higher to excite us. Um, you know. I, second time I've referenced this guy's a Heisman winner. Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, um, Jameis Winston. A lot of these guys have won Heisman's come back as as like, oh, they've dominated college. Watch out. And then it, for whatever reason, injuries, scandals, your team's not as good. You have teammates that step up and split the vote. It's just tough to win back-to-back Heisman, which is why Archie Griffin, Ohio State running back from, what, 72, 73, something like that. Uh, is is the only guy to have pulled it off and won back-to-back Heisman trophies. And, I mean, let's not pretend like the world he won the Heismans in and the world we live in now or anything similar. Probably had to hear how great his games were in the newspaper on Mondays. Now we, we get to dissect Caleb Williams with all 22 footage but every 10 minutes as the game is going on. I like... I... I you know, Wake Forest fans, maybe actually, I should ask this. Wake Forest fans, are you anti Sam Hartman? Or is it like, you know, you just want him to be happy type deal? Because I think Sam Hartman is a nice little Heisman, not long shot, right? I think he's seventh, but I think he's he's someone who who has the narrative built in. If he meshes with that Notre Dame offense, I think there's a world where he breaks a lot of Notre Dame passing records, and then that is enough of a narrative to, to get the Notre Dame hype machine behind you and, and you make it all the way. But I don't know if Wake Forest fans would be excited about that or not, or, or mad about that, so. You never really know how that's gonna go. Oh, I just want him to be happy, he did, did well for us, or he left us. Er. Definitely, I mean, when they play each other, they'll be rooting against them. Don't get me wrong. You stick with your Wake Forest. But in other games, are you rooting for them? Uh, let's get to number three. One, two, three. The Mountain West Conference and the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, uh, either have made their pitch or are planning to make a pitch and have a meeting scheduled mm-hmm. uh, to Washington State and Oregon State. Interesting. Actually, I'll, I'll just ask you this, Dennis, straight okay. up. This is like the recruiting question, right? Mountain West and the AAC are recruiting you. You are either Washington State or Oregon State. Which way you lean in? Probably Mountain West. Just because of regionality? Yeah. Because, you know, like South Florida is in the American Athletic Conference. You don't like you don't like going to, to South Florida? Well, I mean, if I'm Washington State <laughs> and I got to send my teams literally from the northwest part of the Continental 48 down to Florida... Yeah. For a soccer match or whatever. That just does not sound appealing to me when I look at it from that sense. Let let me ask you this. And this is a question I have for Stanford and Cal also. Yeah. 
would you would you be tempted to go independent? Because what I would be very very afraid of, like what like you know, a uh, uh, smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from others' mistakes. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of ACC schools right now that are not the most happy that they signed a, a grant of rights deal with their conference for a long time, right? And in in an era of so much instability right in an era when if anybody tries to tell you they know what the year 2025 in college sports is going to look like they're lying because nobody knows going independent is the way you keep yourself the most flexible now unless there is somebody that you want to kind of attach to right if you can get into the Big Ten, the SEC, in many cases, I would include the ACC in those conversations, then yeah, those are groups that you want to bind yourself to. But if you join the Mountain West Conference and they're like, awesome, sign this grant of rights, and then you're tied for, I don't know, four, five, six, seven years to Utah State, are you excited about that? Or do you think two, three years from now, there might be a better opportunity that you can't pursue because you're, you're attached to... San Diego State and Boise in a way that you wish you weren't. Here's how I view it. If I'm them, I've already been left behind. So who's to say that all of a sudden someone's just going to come crawling to me and be like, oh, yeah, we want you. I, I'm, like, not, if I'm someone not saying wanted that me, at all. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm them in that case, if I'm them, take what you can get right now. But, like, hmm, I'm trying to think of the, I'm trying to think of the best. Right way. now, you're just, I don't know. I don't know. You're left. You're left. You're like Jack and Titanic. You're just left there floating <laughs> off the boat, off the door. Stanford Rose. Yes. There's not room for you on this, exactly. this door. Uh, I'm, I, I just think being able to pivot is very important right now because things are changing by the minute, right? Like I, I think most schools would rather, unless you're in the SEC or the Big Ten or you are anyone other than Carolina, FSU, Clemson, and a few others in the ACC, I think they, they would be interested in being independent right now. Right? The Pac-12 didn't have a media rights deal, so they were essentially all free agents, all independent. And many of them got, if they had value, they got to choose essentially, you know, which plate, like Oregon, Washington, all those schools. Uh, now, Oregon and Washington states are not the same as Oregon and Washington, but... I don't know. The independent route is interesting. Like, UConn can do whatever the heck they want right now. Their schedule, I looked at their football schedule today because I was trying to count how many uh, ACC schools they're playing. Uh, they have three ACC schools on there. They are not playing a like a, like a cupcake schedule. And they're an independent that, you know, who has a bigger football hype meter, UConn or Washington State? You can't see it on radio right now, but uh, but Dennis's uh, gears are his face is working. UConn, really? Just because of Jim Moore? Yeah. Washington Washington State recently has been more interesting. I'll give you that. Until maybe last year. I miss Mike Leach in Washington State. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. But but my point is like. I don't know. I would consider it before attaching myself to the Mountain West. Can we survive for two years independent? 
can we can we find a way to make that work for a year or two and just make sure that as the the world turns we're very fluid and i don't stanford and cal same thing like them jumping into a the acc is not going to offer them a full share they're going to try to bully them a little bit as the acc should because they have some leverage here if i'm stanford i'm going hmm I think I can survive on my own for a couple years, right? You know that USC is going to want to play you. You know that uh, Notre Dame is going to want to play you. You have some premier matchups on your schedule if you're an independent regardless. And and then you're in some kind of weird quasi-Power 5 situation because you're just making your own schedule. Uh, and, you know, worked out for Notre Dame. Is Stanford Notre Dame? No, but they're, so, they're buddies. How do, you, how do you broadcast your games? Like, who's... Who, Who's your TV partner? At least for your you home matchup. You got to figure all that out. Yeah, yeah. It's not where, that easy. Where does that money? No, I'm not saying it is. Yeah, but I mean, you're Stanford. Put them on. Uh, uh, who went to Stanford? Which which streaming services owner went to Stanford? Google, right? Google was created by a couple Stanford guys. Yeah, it's created on campus, right? Put it on Google. Put it on YouTube. Put it. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. There you YouTube. go. Yeah. Getting better. Now I'm connecting dots. Put it on YouTube they, TV. There you put go. it on YouTube TV because Stanford owes those guys. Those guys owe Stanford one. I don't know. It's just it's a it's a food for thought question on a Friday that you can mull over on your drive home. Let's get to number two. Just the two of us. Speaking of mulling things over, week zero starts tomorrow. Speaking of Notre Dame, Notre Dame plays tomorrow against Navy. We have real college football that matters. Navy, you have the the what's the the thing online? Navy has the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever. Notre Dame's throwing around all this weight, right? They're going to try to bully the ACC into taking Stanford and Cal. Notre Dame doesn't want this because they're their own independent superpower. Navy pulls off the upset on that one. Hilarious. Hilarious. And if you think it's impossible, I counter with, they lost to Marshall in week two last year. I wouldn't say Navy's any better nor worse than, than Marshall. And they were at home in South Bend when they lost to Marshall. This one's in, in Ireland, and who knows what crazy stuff's going on in Ireland. Distractions, rolling hills, cliffs. I always think it's funny. Uh, how much sightseeing do you do? Dennis, you take a team to to Ireland, Dublin, mm -hmm. for a game. How much sightseeing do you do? Or do you go with the full, it's a business trip thing, we're not here for a cultural experience? No, you gotta, you gotta do the sightseeing and all that stuff. Is it distracting? No. No. I think it's actually more distracting if you don't do that. Explain. Because, because, all right, so from from my time coaching, I've actually gone on some cross-country trips coaching. Okay. Uh, I remember my final year as a head coach took my team down to Southern California. And it's also so something that we did uh, when I was actually coaching at Meredith, when I was an assistant at Meredith, also went to Southern California. Route so, 66, you did the drive? No, we did not do the drive. But a couple of things that we did was we took the team to Price is Right. It's like, hey, we're in Southern California. You took the team to Price is Right? Yeah. Like, actually, one of our players has actually ended up being a contestant. But that was the fun thing. Say, like, hey, no, we're in Southern California. We're going to be wait, playing a couple wait games. Wait a second. You can't just drop the prices. What yeah. games did they play? Oh, uh, gosh, I can't remember what game she did play. She got did actually all the way to the Showcase Showdown. What? Yeah, and actually got her bid exactly right. Won the 500 bucks, the whole deal. So you're talking about from contestants row, from from the bidders row. Yeah. She, she she nailed the exact bid. Wow! But that's and you don't a, remember what game she played? No I yodeling. Was there a plinko involved? No, there was not a plinko. 
She did want a pizza. Higher oven. or lower? A pizza. Oven. She won a pizza. That's oven. not bad for that. college. I won a couple other things, but nonetheless, this was something like we and that didn't distract. Did she play well? Well, the game got canceled because of COVID. Oh, so that <laughs> that, that was kind bom, of the thing. Bom, bom. But the but having done these trips multiple times with teams. Is that like oh like we're going like to this other place that we've never been to before we don't get a chance to go to often? I'm thinking about all the cool stuff that's also out over here. It's like all right, we're setting this time aside to go do all the fun stuff, but when it's time to work, it's time to work. It's no different than when we're actually on campus. Like hey, when it's time for you to go do class, time for you to do class. When it's time for practice and film, it's time for practice and film. When it's your free time, it's your free time. Like you still gotta have that worked in it, because otherwise you're just locking kids in a hotel room. See, see, here's here's why I asked the question. The closest thing I, I played, we never went to Ireland. Uh, we didn't do anything that cool. But the closest thing to it would be, we spent like a week and a half in Frisco, Texas, for the national championship game my sophomore year, mm-hmm. um, and I found us like straining as a team to semi do our routine. I, like Thursday of game week, we're playing Saturday night. Thursday of game week all year is the quarterbacks and the offensive linemen go out to to the same restaurant every year. And Thursday when we were at the national championship game ended up being this big event where uh, there was a big barbecue and it was Texas barbecue because we were in Texas. Both teams were there. And and it was kind of like, no, this isn't, no, no. Offensive line and quarterbacks need to go like we pushed tables together at the event so we could all sit how we normally sit and we all sit near the same people because we wanted that routine. And yeah, was it cool to get like true Texas barbecue in Texas and there were people serving us food with cowboy hats and bandanas? It was, I guess, like taking in the culture, but we were thirsting because right by this point, this is FCS playoffs. So real playoffs not like a four game playoff we had played like 15 16 games and done it the same way every week and we didn't want because we were in a different place to throw that off well i would say the advantage of this being the opener is that you haven't established that routine yet yep i'll, I'll give you that mm-hmm. so now actually if they play well guess what you're gonna have to do go to ireland you're every week. To go to ireland every week See, there you go. it's like we ate at that pub Right, the the we had the hash and we we ate we drank the Guinness, so we have Old to bangers and mash. We have to we have to go back. Uh, still, week zero starts tomorrow. We have real football to talk about. Enjoy it, just just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Number one, go one tonight. We have football. It's preseason football, but football is still football. It's like pizza, even when it's bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? What I've had that some bad pizza before, but it, you still ate it. Yeah, reluctantly. Eat, bad pizza is still pizza. Uh, that's football, right? I've watched I've watched bad football. I've complained about bad football. I did not change the channel if it was the only football on. Uh, Panthers play tonight versus Detroit preseason finale. They've been bitten by the injury bug a bit this preseason. They are also a team that needs reps to show improvement, so they're a bit between a rock and a hard place in that I would be fine if they said the starters weren't playing because they're terrified of suffering more injuries that they've already been been hit by. But at the same time, I, I would be fine if they played their starters for three series because I need to see improvement in a lot of different aspects that I haven't seen thus far in the preseason. So that's kind of a, you know, darned if you do, darned if you don't scenario, right? It, it's it's a, you need reps, but you can't risk it. It's It's a, young guys need reps, but if one of those young guys get hurt, you'll never forgive yourself. So, so what do you do? I think you err on the side of protecting. I think, you know, 
you hope for, fingers crossed, one drive, 12 plays, ends in points, starters look like they've they've figured something out, something clicked, gives you some confidence going into the regular season. Once they jog off the field after either that field goal or that PAT, you tell them, take your shoulder pads off, the backups have it from here on out. That's the ideal situation. The problem, the struggle, I'll, I'll pose this to Dennis, and then I'll, I'll give you my answer. Starting offense, three and out. They go back out for a second drive, three and out. What are you doing? Put him back out there for a third. How many three and outs until you say, sorry, I can't put you in there? Three. So they go nine plays, That that's enough? Yeah. Gosh, that would be such a down. That would be such an energy sap. Oh, I know. But if it's just two three and outs, it's still an energy sap. I'm tempted to say go for a fourth drive if it's three and out, three and out, three and out. Maybe. Then they get hurt, and I, I call myself the biggest dummy on the planet. I guess it depends. Like, what, what what's the reasoning for the three and out? Like, is it because you keep giving up sacks? And which, in that case, if Bryce Young keeps getting hit, nope. That actually might that might be the answer right there. Yeah. It might be I will play the starters until Bryce Young gets hit twice. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you did pick up a first down, but there's a holding penalty, so then you have like another third down pass, and the guy gets you know stopped one yard short of the of the sticks. Okay. Like, I I can't emphasize enough how catastrophic it would be if the three wide receivers that are already hurt aren't available week one, and this week either Mingo or Thielen gets hurt. It, it would be catastrophic. You have to avoid that at all costs, which means those guys can't play that much, right? You can't have Mingo and Thielen out there that much just based on the stakes of what it would do to lose one of them. I can't tell you how bad it would be if Chuba Hubbard gets hurt because you, you can't trust Miles Sanders to be ready coming off that, that groin injury. You can't tell me how bad it would be if Bradley Bozeman gets hurt because the, the, the offensive line is already struggling and they have his veteran presence. I know every team would be be rocked by certain injuries, but it feels like every, like anyone that's playing with the starters, especially on offense tonight but or in the secondary on defense – if any of them get hurt, it's like the keystone species getting hurt for other teams. Most teams have three or four guys that if they get hurt at any point in time, that's just going to rock your season. Right now, it feels like every starter for Carolina, it would rock their season if they get hurt. So you have to take that into account. I'm erring more and more on the side of two series, no matter what, get them out. And, now, one, and if one series is a long series and ends in points? Exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. They go 10 plays, score a touchdown, done. They go eight plays, get a field goal, done. Done. I'll, I'll lower my standards as they happen.